Do you ever buy your plugins from Plugin Boutique? If it's your store of choice, why not visit using our affiliate link so that we get a percentage of the clams for the sale without changing the amount you pay? You can find that link on a4ppodcast.com or in the episode description alongside affiliate links for Loopmaster's sample packs and Loop Cloud subscriptions. Welcome to Appetite for Production. It's like Sharky and George, but for the age of the door. Oh, so with the crime busters of the music technology scene, is that right? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to go out later and uh, shoot some bad dudes, maybe have a bit of a swim. I don't remember Sharky and George shooting people. Maybe maybe my parents censored it for me, I don't know. I think I was hallucinating. <laughs> yeah, right. Tim, it's, uh, it's lockdown again. <laughs> we are remote again. Remote. Away from you, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but ab- um, absence makes the heart grow fonder does it uh, uh... <laughs> well we're gonna find out buddy we've got lockdown we've got uh, a presidential election result yeah di- hey did you hear that um trump has actually been barred from entering the white house <laughs> no yeah he's uh, he's been told it's for biden <laughs> hey hey <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, man, this uh, is going to be I, a great episode, guys. <laughs> Hold on to your <laughs> flipping hats. What everyone wants to know, the question that's on everybody's lips, Tim, mm. is what the hell is happening with your mouse problem? Okay. Let, this is not your Logitech mouse problem. No, no, no. My uh, my Logitech mouse is working perfectly. Okay, here's what's been happening with the mice. Um, it seemed like uh, the company that I had employed, it wasn't really having much of an effect. But I got this hot tip for this other dude who I got in, basically. Um, you you and got in he, a, a rebel, renegade Yeah, uh, he's Yeah, oh, he's very much like a sort of maverick of the pest control scene. Ooh, and, vigilante. Yeah, exactly. And the first thing he did was um, put down some expanding poisonous foam in my hole, mate. <laughs> so I tell you what, if you told me, told me a year ago that my house would have expanding poisonous foam in it and I'd be on the second stage of lockdown, I would have thought you were having some kind of Philip K. Dick fantasy nightmare or whatever but that's just where we are now um, it's, it's the idea that they can't get through the hole and so they have to eat their way out of the hole through the foam and they get poisoned no so that's what that's what i thought right but what it is is apparently they pass through it right the foam sticks to them ah. and then it poisons them as they Slowly. and their buddies uh, get like try and get it off which is fucking horrible basically and i'm really sorry mice but <laughs> Timmy's been staying at his sister's house for nearly a month now. Um, and I love my nephews, but they do throw a lot of hard objects at my face and crotch. So, um, yeah. So it's been, it's, uh, but it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, yeah. Um, so the dude came back yesterday and he's cemented my hole up. Um, so I'm hoping to not see any more mouse activity. I did found a dead mouse EDM DJ in my bedroom last week, which I was very upset about, basically. Um, so I put the marigolds on and uh, chucked him in the bin, basically. Um, and yeah, so tonight, so tonight is the first night I'm going to be staying back at home. 
Um, I'm going to be sleeping on my sofa, I think, because I think if, say, there are any mice in the flat and they come and interfere with me, I think if Snuffling I get into, around, I think if I get snuffled out when I'm in bed, that that feels like the last straw for me. And I think my brain will just completely stop working if that happens. Whereas if I'm lying on the sofa like a, a, a scrub anyway... It's not quite so bad if I hear some sifty noises. Actually, that said, after we've recorded this episode, I am going to get in contact with a local hotel. So if I do get spooked at half past two in the morning, I want to work out if I can check into the hotel and not get <laughs> my face all clawed at by tiny vermin, basically. That's fair. I mean, which which local hotel are you going to get in touch with? It's the Holiday Inn Express, mate. Again. Which is Well, the thing is, it's 10 minutes walk from my house and it's very cheap basically so uh, you're a creature of habit have the hotel prices come down during lockdown 2.0 i think they must have because 50 quid like it's 50 like i don't i never stay in hotels that i pay for myself darling but nah. that seems that seems like i did used to stay in hotels uh back in the day but <laughs> just randomly no well the thing is i was in um i was in a long distance relationship many many years ago james so there mm-hmm. would be more hotels there and ve- and various girlfriends that i've had have liked staying in hotels and doing nice things Pre- Timmy- preferred preferred it to your place yeah 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 basically yeah and i now much prefer staying in a hotel to staying in my rat infested garret basically so uh, so yeah so we're gonna see what happens with that so i am i'll be honest with you mate I'm completely terrified about this evening and I'm utterly preoccupied with the rodent situation still, basically. You'll be pleased to hear. That sounds like you, yeah. yeah. I, I I know you're worried, but uh, the Maverick. Trust the Maverick always. Um. Okay, well, I'm going to give it a go, basically. So, yeah, God God help me and please wish me luck, James. Good luck, Tim. Have you have you considered getting a flute? Because uh, I believe playing some kind of tin whistle or pipe can be the best thing for getting rid of, uh, of uh, rodents. Well, like Pied Piper style. Do you yeah. do you like it? Is it is it wicked? <clears throat> I believe uh, Saint Patrick used a shotgun to get all the snakes out of Ireland. <laughs> oh wow, wicked! What a badass! He, he tied them all together like a big belt. Oh wow! And then he just just jumped into the sea waist deep because because he was a real man. He could just take it. He could just jump into the sea like oh wow. <laughs> That's like a kind of uh, diehard style approach to uh, pest control. Mm. Um, mm. I do like that idea. Um, my little brother s- suggested that I play some of my music to make the mice want to leave. Um, but I retorted with the fact that, yes, mice do actually not enjoy loud volumes. So that could actually work, mm. basically. Um, so, yeah. So I'm really hoping that in the next few days I've got closure on this flipping nightmare, mate. Oh, I tell you what, though, on the plus side... Uh, it was my nephew's uh, birthday the other day, and I was around for that. And uh, he played Mario Kart for the first time, and we played Mario Kart together. <laughs> and so I got a lot of warm, fuzzy feelings from that. So that's almost made up for this whole nightmare debacle. I'll assume you whipped his ass. You're damn right. Even though I went easy on him, he's a little fucking pussy. <laughs> he's like, he's seven now or whatever. I mean, I hope he gets better. I've only been playing Mario Kart for 28 years, so I'm still really just getting into it, basically. <laughs> Actually, he did He did beat me at one race. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm pretty upset about that. 
Nice. One thing I realized, didn't this all start when your old upstairs neighbors moved out and new one? No, there's in? no, they're still in there. And they've mm. and the mice have been up there as well, basically. Ooh. The maverick thinks that they're coming from upstairs. They're actually coming from moving around in the upstairs part of the terrace and coming down to mine, mate. So it mm. means that I'm not patient zero after all. So I feel a bit better about that, basically. Interesting. Well, we'll check back in in two weeks yeah. and see how the mouse problem is continuing. Like, if if the mouse stuff is still going on, on in two weeks, I'm not joking, mate. I am going to go mental. So look, look forward to that, everybody. Okay, Tim, I believe today, I think it was, we had the surprise announcement of a little thing called Ableton Live 11. Legs 11, that's what they're calling it, James. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's just been announced. In fact, before we started this call, I watched the video for it and had a look oh. at some of the new features. I uh, decided upon seeing this news that I would remain virginal. <laughs> And uh, let you explain it to me. I don't think that was really your decision, James. But uh, whatever. <laughs> you can get my uh, you can get my uncensored uh, brash opinion on the new things. So do you want to guide me through it? I did I did receive the press release, but I haven't uh, I haven't dipped into it yet. I've got it open. I'm not casting my eyes towards it. Okay, the press release. Shall I just shall I just go through it in a kind of in casual fashion, buddy, and just, you know, read you the things? Yeah, I say casual. Okay. The first section is comping, James. Oh, yeah, you gotta love it when they add comping to a door. It's so cool. I mean, to be fair, this is something that people have been asking for in live for ages and ages. Uh, and it works. You could do it with both audio and MIDI, mate. So that's mm. quite nice. So it's basically like having two different versions on your timeline. Well, yeah, it, 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 it creates multiple lanes, basically, underneath the track yeah. by the look of it. Um, and it's also got linked track editing. And this is something that I am actually might be interested in. Because if you can adjust... Well, actually, no. It doesn't sound like you can adjust the fades on multiple clips at once. The jury's out on that one. It says, link track editing. Link two or more tracks to edit their content simultaneously. So I don't mm -hmm. I don't really know if that's going to be useful for me. Any, any thoughts on that? I use that kind of thing for the podcast edit. Oh, okay. We've got my track, your track, and the um, computer audio track. Would you think? Do you think you might start using live for the podcast edits? What do you reckon? Probably not, because that's not the only reason. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, cutting those three things all at the same time, and I assume once you've got comping in there, you kind of have to do link track edits because you want to edit all the comps at the same time. Mm, sure, sure. Next up, buddy. It's everybody's favorite feature, MIDI polyphonic expression. Mah, mah, mah. Uh, uh, so uh, live comes into the MPE world, James. Were you expecting that? I mean, all doors got to have this soon because, you know, it's... I mean, Bitwick had it a long time ago. Well, do they have to have it? I think Cubase has had it the longest. But well, like, when, when MIDI 2 rolls around, they've all got to have... It, have basically. they oh, yeah really? oh, i mean God. you don't want to be the last one with your pants down but it'll probably be reason i have met bear in mind i'm a music tech journalist and i talk to a fair amount of people who make music i have spoken to one person who uses mpe my entire life 
you don't speak to that many people, but yeah, I don't, I haven't, I don't I haven't, speak to that many people. It's true. I haven't spoken to many, but yeah, I've seen that a lot more people have adopted it than, uh, than all like all the old crazy controllers. It seems to be reasonable, but I don't know if it'll stick around forever. Well, I mean, I guess it'll be available to use, but I just, I just, I just don't see a lot of people using it. I so, just, I have no need for it in my life personally. We've had a strong start with comping and link track editing. <laughs> hey, we've, well, <laughs> we've we, we've broken through after that to MPE, and um, so what could possibly be next? Hey, like well, sixteen new synths. Well, yes, actually, next it is new devices. I'm just going to read their names and you can use your imagination to fill in the blanks. Uh, hybrid reverb, James. What do you think that might involve? A hybrid is, uh, reverb. Is it a convolution slash algorithmic reverb which marries <laughs> the best of convolution processing with the best of algorithmic processing? Yes, that's exactly right. You can barely <laughs> tell you write uh, press releases for a living. Um, okay, spectral resonator. What do you reckon that might be? Sexual resonator. Yeah. It mm. makes your music sound like Barry White. Yeah, it does. I guess you're taking, maybe even taking the uh, resonances from one track and putting them onto another. Um, not so much. Um, it's just like it's just like a spectral effect, and you can play it with MIDI, basically, yeah. if you want okay. to. No one's going to force you to do it. Resonate effect. All right. Spectral time. Um, so I'm going to spoil this one. You, it's basically more spectral effects and there's like a freeze function. Okay. That sounds like it could work. Yeah, I guess for stuttered glitched and washed out effects. All right. That's I, I, I like the sound of that actually. Okay. Um, inspired by nature, James, this, I'm going to read this one because it's a bit of a six playful instruments and effects that use nature and physics as their inspiration. <laughs> Made in like... collaboration with Dylan Bastan. Oh, good old Dylan Bastan. Okay. Um, I, I mean, doesn't everything use physics as inspiration? Okay, so in the video for this, it's got like a load of bouncy balls bouncing around on the keyboards and playing mm. notes. Mm. So you use your imagination to flesh that out into a real world thing. <clears throat> right. I'd like to uh, use physics to model the friction created when you scrape the bottom of the barrel. Oh, <laughs> nice. I like that. I think they should they should really be getting uh, the physics out of music, I feel, you know. <laughs> it's too much. You want okay, more spirituality. Uh, oh, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Well, I feel like we're losing touch with our spirituality, mate. But that's a conversation for another time. Okay, Pitch Loop 89. This creates jittery glitch effects. Delayed digital shimmers and outlandish vibrato made in collaboration with Robert Henker. His seems... name sounds familiar. Who's uh, he? No, it doesn't sound that familiar. Oh, okay. Um, it sounds like the. It sounds like a very specific effect. Yeah, it does. So let's move swiftly on and not think about it at all. Okay, we've got more features for the stage, buddy. Mm. Live tempo following. Right, so it will uh, sync to something else, which is the, your master, uh, your master clock signal. Sort of well, thing. your drummer, basically. So yeah. it's going to use, you know, audio. Inc it's going to adjust tempo based on incoming audio in real time. If you'll forgive me for reading the uh, the uh, press release verbatim. Okay, so that sounds fair enough. It always had tap tempo, but I guess this is a bit more sophisticated. 
yeah, and it's gonna it's gonna be always on if you want it to be, I guess. Um, macro snapshots. <laughs> how, how does that uh, work for you, mate? Uh, uh, that's sexy. I mean, it really turns me on. Yeah, wicked, great. Uh, rack improvements. Racks can be configured to have between one and sixteen macros. Macro states can be randomized with a push of a button. <laughs> okay, no, that's not bad. Like if you, if you, uh, what is it currently? Is the macros eight? I don't know, mate. He uses macros, mate. Well, who uses I like racks? a real man. I turn all my knobs at the same time. I do. I use, you know, I use racks a lot for parallel processing. You just don't, don't use. Really... You don't use the macros in them. But I think there are eight, and it would be nice if you only wanted one for it to only display one big knob rather than eight. I guess that's true. I don't know how if that knob will be big, James. Though, so oh, bear that in you mind. can never guarantee that. I know. I know. Uh, next up, mate. Tools to add chance. Boo, boo, more randomization. We Boring. already have that. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. Well, it's got note chance, so you can okay. set the prop probability that a MIDI note will trigger. You can also uh, kind of like do a uh, randomization of velocity sort of stuff in a similar fashion. And improved follow actions. Now, hmm. I don't really know what follow actions are. Follow Why actions. Don't you? No, what are they? They are if you're if you're in uh, session view and you have a clip playing, you can set it to uh, follow on after that clip is played to a different clip, and you can sort of basically create some variation by by moving down or up to different clips, and you can set a, a random chance to make that happen, or just it always happens. You'd have something that sort of you know either repeats or moves on to the next one, and then that one goes back to the first one after a while. That's the kind of thing you can do. That shit ain't for Timmy. Let me tell you how they've improved it. Follow actions can now be linked to the clip length, be set to jump to specific clips, and be enabled and disabled globally. Scene follow actions <laughs> make evolving arrangements possible, James. Ah, scene follow actions is cool. Um, I guess. I uh, mean, you, you don't use them. I don't always use them, but they can be useful. But Oh, you uh, do? What, you say you have actually used them, do you? I have used them, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, what are you, when are you using Session View, mate? I don't understand. Uh, that's, that's the funnest way to use Ableton. Fun shouldn't be what this is about, mate. We've already covered that. <laughs> if I'm messing around, Session View is uh, session view's cool. Okay, okay. So, there are new sounds in the library, James. We get, we're getting there, by the way. I know this is, I know this is going on. New sounds... Uh, voice box, a uh, uh, comprehensive collection of contemporary vocal samples, mood reel, evocative layered instruments, drone lab, you'll like that one, James, tonal and textural samples, generative noise, just blah, blah, blah. Upright piano, it's been close recorded for an intimate feel. Uh, oh, and that's Spitfire Audio, that one. In fact, these, these ah. last three are all Spitfire Audio. Brass quartet. <clears throat> And string quartet. So you've got upright piano, brass quartet, and string quartet created in collaboration with Spitfire Audio. The old me would have said, who needs a brass quartet in Ableton Live? But I guess a lot of crazy uh, trap producers or something. I Maybe, I suppose. And there's a load of other random stuff. Um, refined clip editing, which is a bunch of different bits. Nah. Improved CPU metering, I don't really nah. care. Keys and scales, nah, mate. Nah. Uh, improved clip detail view. Um, uh, new tabs and fold-out panels in the clip detail view provide a clearer overview of access to relevant parameters and properties of audio MIDI clips. I guess mm. that's right. Um, updated devices. 
uh, including Redux, Phaser, Flanger, and Chorus Ensemble, have ex- expanded ranges and new modes, which I guess is cool. Um, updated core library and updated packs. And that's it, bro! And this, this will be available early 2021, am I right? Yes, if the... If the planet uh, is still in existence at that point, Ableton Live will indeed be available. That is uh, four fifty US dollar clams for live standard, or seven fifty US dollar clams for live suite, and ninety nine USD for live intro, mate. Don't forget the little intro lovers out there. Um, and it's uh, yeah, it says existing Ableton Live owners should log into their accounts to check upgrade pricing. So who knows, mate? Uh, I mean, uh, look. This isn't a monumental um, uh, wave. It's not a deluge of cool new features, is it? I don't know. I'm sure there are a lot of people who are going to love this stuff, but I feel of all the live upgrades that I've seen in living memory, this is the one that just uh, hasn't really got anything I'm interested in and everything. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an old grump and I don't mm. really like session view and randomization and MPE and stuff like that. But if you're, yeah. if you're into all that stuff, I guess it's going to be a mind blowing. Those, those two spectral things sound like they can be cool, but you know, I don't know. There's, there's not much, that's hugely uh, it's not making me excited basically tim no well here's the thing mate for me ableton live was pretty perfect anyway mm. i tell you what i would have liked to have seen was improved audio to midi um and sort of like yeah just more involved audio to midi stuff kind of basically meaning that i don't have to load up uh melodyne anymore basically when i want to muck about with polyphonic stuff or extract midi from stuff right. um but Hey, maybe we'll see that in uh, another version in the future. Yeah, possibly. Uh, f- yeah, it's not. Re- it's not really turning me on either. This. Yeah, well, I mean, it sounds like there's more in it for you than there is me with this. These follow actions and stuff like that. But it's like, not like follow actions are like uh, essential to my music making life. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like. I would upgrade to this one just because I want to have the most modern looking software. I don't really feel like uh, I want to upgrade for any other reason, basically. Mm, Yeah, I mean, you are quite set in your ways. And I imagine that uh, the devices in live that you use, you've pretty much got it down to an art form, right? Um, I don't know about art form, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah. Hey, look, I'm not that set in my ways, right? I I try new plugins all yeah, the bloody but, but time. You, um, but yes, um, in live, I know what I like. Um, and uh, yeah, as, like I tell exactly. you what, as, as long as I haven't effed it up uh, or whatever, and um, you know, it doesn't f up my workflow, then I'll be very happy, basically. Yeah, that's fair enough. Okay, so not a massively captivating release, but, you know, there might be some things in here for some people. Um, but I don't think we're going to be, uh, I don't think we're going to be keeping track of it all the way till uh, early 2021. No, I mean, it feels like that this isn't going to be the bombshell the Live 9 was in particularly and 10 was to a bit of a lesser extent, basically. And mm. I, do you know what? And I, to be fair to Ableton, 9 and 10 were two of the best updates to a bit of software I've ever seen. So, That's very uh, true. Yeah, 9 and know. 10 were great. Was, was 10 Wavetable in the Echo or was that like 10.1? That, I think that was 10, but to be honest, I don't use either of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. I'd like... I from even from nine and 10 as well. I don't think I use much of the stuff that they added 
in those times. Maybe glue compressor. Was that... Um, oh, was that I love glue compressor. I think that was nine, though, because I've been um, using glue compressor for so goddamn long. Do you still use the drum burst thingy from 10? Um, do you know what? I haven't used it that much, um, but it does sound good. But I feel like I don't actually end up using it in projects that much. But it's nice to know it's there. I'm mm. sure I've used it to do some subtle bits and bobs. Yeah. But I think, that is, I think that is a great effect and everything. Huh. All right. Well, I think that's all we'll say about Ableton Live 11. Mm, legs 11 coming 2021, kids. Look out for it. James. Have you seen the news? The yeah, good yeah, yeah. news. Apple have done announced their new computers with their new mobile chips. Yeah, I saw they got what? A MacBook Air, MacBook Pro, and a new Mac, Mac? Mini? Oh yeah, Mac Can Mini. Can you believe that? That was the fellow, yeah. Yeah. I mean that that alone that they'd, you know, bring out a brand spanking new Mac Mini and like you know, go on about it and well, stuff. Normally they seem to slide them out the back door, do you know what I mean? They did that last year, didn't they, though? They sort of brought it back. Uh, yeah, it's it like they brought it back and they're like, nah, it's too powerful, fuck off. And they're like, oh, we got a shit one you can buy. I like the Mac Mini. I'm, I'm a big advocate of it. And uh, I've never had one. Yeah, I started with Mac Mini. Oh. It was good. It was good. I liked it. Hang um, on. You started with a Mac Mini? I started my Mac journey. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I was like, we are really different generations there. So these are the new silicon chips that are not Intel <laughs> chips. <laughs> they're, they're silicon Silicon chips? Is that what they're doing now? So, yeah. So, what? What? I know. Silicon. So, the best bit about this story, James, uh -huh. is that they're called M1 chips. Yes. So, now all Mac computers are going to be powered by Korg M1 operating systems, is my understanding. You've got to love it. You've got to love it. Pianos, organs, yep. strings. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, you know, they're going to sound great, is what I'm assuming. Um, and also, it seems like... That, well, for example, a MacBook Pro, I think it is, isn't going to have a fan in it anymore. Yeah, that was the thing that I that I haven't seen much about this, but that's one of the things I saw that was like, ooh, what? Because uh, I, I like that idea. It's good for producers, no? It really is, man. I was I was doing some stuff the other day or whatever. My IMAX fan kept coming on, and yeah. I was like, when can I leave the horrible reality of the present and blast into the future of having a silent computer <laughs> so I can properly hear my bloody music over this fucking fan? Yeah. So I'm, I am genuinely yeah, excited about that. I think that that is a big step forward. And it also, when, when the fan starts up, you just know this is using loads of electricity, this is using loads of electricity, yes, using oh, loads of electricity. Oh, do you worry about that? Well, not that much, but I feel bad about it. But maybe maybe the system they got now uses just even more electricity, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I would I would hope not. And also, it seems like these bad boys are going to be faster. They claim they're three times faster. Yeah, they claim that, but they always seem to claim it's way faster. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. have you been giving it to do and measuring it? Like, who knows? Moving mate. files from one place to another or doing some actual work. So, look, here's the question, James. Are you going to get a brand spanking new Mac Mini with a flipping mobile uh, ship in it. No, I don't think I am. Uh, oh! I may end up getting the MacBook Pro later <gasps> when it's got second-hand pricing. Oh, wow. wow. You're really hedging your bets there. Yeah, but what, <laughs> do we know what the clam cost is going to be of these things? I don't, I don't think they've announced the prices. Because I, um, oh, I don't God. think it's looking good. I didn't good. even think about that, mate. I think if they were going to be cheaper... Wouldn't they have announced it at the start so everyone goes, hey, these are great and they're cheaper, yay. Yeah, man. I don't really need to buy a new laptop 
But if they came out with one that was super powerful and super quiet and reasonably priced, I might have a think about it. Would you change simply because you are worried about the the impacts of the change later, so you just want to get it done with? I do, well, I do like to do that. I mean, I'm mainly worried about what's going to happen to screen capture, James. Though that is that is something that is particularly affecting me and you, and yeah. not so much other people who I, might be listening. I would guess that Apple know that more and more people are doing screen capture in general. So maybe... Yeah, especially lockdown as well, mate. We can't... No one can go and see anyone else do anything in real life. Yeah, so, you know. it's true. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, it'd be nice if they had that sort of shit, like maybe screen capture and editing integrated into the OS. It's mm. not too crazy to say that, is it? Uh, no, it shouldn't be. I mean, didn't, didn't Catalina introduce QuickTime audio and video recording at the same time? Yeah, 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 I think so. I yeah. guess it's like MP4 or something, though. Oh, is it? I don't know. I, I'm guessing that it's not like high-quality video recording. Oh, no, it I think it, no, I think it looks good. Mm. I think it's, no, I think it's good. So technically, I mean, I don't know if it'll give you a... a external microphone recording as well. Well, that's the thing. I think you can only record one audio source. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice if they sorted that out. Because it's like loads of people have got to do it. It's not just us, is it, James? No. There's loads, tons of people. Everyone's got to do it. Everyone's doing it. Um, So, yeah, so that's interesting. In other Mac news, I don't know if you've seen recently a deluge of emails from companies saying don't update to Big Sur. Oh, Which classic. is kind of a tradition now at yeah, this point, isn't I it? Yeah, I believe that was a song back in the noughties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, yeah. don't... Don't upgrade to Big Sur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it is a tradition. And uh, Apple always get pissed off at people saying don't upgrade and say, oh, you got to tell them to... Yeah, not, yeah, man. Tell them don't upgrade yet or something like that. Uh, and then everyone's like, fuck off, Apple. I don't think is there so there's is there one between Catalina and Big Sur? I can't even remember why. I'm I don't know. I think I think, I think it came, it went Sierra, Nevada, Lion, Mountain Lion, <laughs> Catalina, High Catalina, <gasps> Sierra, Nevada, Catalina. <laughs> sir. That was last year's sir and now it's Big, Big sir. sir. Okay, wicked. That's great. Well, <laughs> it's, an, it's an exciting time to be an Apple user. I think we can agree on that, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Let's see. Let's not upgrade our operating systems anyway. We're going to talk about uh, Mac and PC soon, and Ooh. we'll see about that. Oh, okay. This episode of Appetite for Production is sponsored by Isotope. Isotope are the makers of some of the world's best, most innovative music software. From the Audio Restoration Suite RX, which we used to make this podcast sound less bad, to the legendary Ozone Mastering Suite, and loads more. Basically, you don't need us to tell you who they are, because you already know. And you can get 10% off your next order at Isotope by going to isotope.com appetite, and by using the coupon code APPETITE10. We're now going to do a little quiz using Isotope's Iris 2, the synth sampler plugin that visualizes your audio spectrally. Let's see, go to town with graphic style editing tools. James is going to make me work out which pictures from a choice of four is currently loaded into Iris. You can check out this section in video form on our YouTube channel if you want to see the images and play along for yourself. Thanks once again to Isotope for sponsoring this episode. Let's make a fool out of me. Okay, Tim, we're going to do a little quiz now. Brilliant. Uh, so, pop quiz. Isotope, pop quiz, hot shot. Isotope's Iris 2 is a synth that lets you look at your audio's frequency spectrum 
and uh, as you play it in a sort of sampler style way. Mm. And uh, I'm going to show you four pictures. Okay. I'm going to play you a sound, and I want you to tell me which of these pictures is being played. Okay, I can do that. Okay. Well, I'll try at least. So, round one. It's, it's the engineering category. Have you made a PowerPoint-style presentation for this? <laughs> yes, I oh, have. Oh, my God. So, here is the sound. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, it's really good. It's spooky. So, was that sound? A, a car's wheel. Okay. B, the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. C, a bike cassette. Or D, a cute little mouse. Oh, you bastard. Oh, he's adorable. Oh, look at his little whiskers. You can see, right up, his, you can see right up his nostrils. Oh, yeah, you can. Oh, what a gorgeous little fella, though. His red eyes are upsetting me. So I'm going to play you the sound again. Okay. And you can, you can imagine how things are moving. How yeah, the I can. pitch is moving and stuff like that. I think it's the Eiffel Tower. Okay. You sure about that? Well, no, but it's my best guess, buddy. Let's have a look. It was the wheel. Oh, I was so close. Oh, doesn't it look great? So... Yeah. Oh, you can see everything happening. Yeah. That was going to be my second guess, I have to say. Yeah. Because there's a lot of kind of interlaced sort of structures, which I thought would relate to the upwards and downwards movement in the sounds. I'm glad it wasn't the mouse, because that would have been a bit on the nose. <laughs> Let's go on to round two, shall we? Mm. Which is the natural world. Oh, I love the natural world. Great. So... Here's your sound. Well, I'm feeling a lot of sinusoidal movement there, so I'm going to be looking for something with some wobbly up and down lines. That sounds fair. Mm -hmm. Okay. So is it a galaxy? <gasps> oh, okay. Is it a beehive with a little bee in it? Oh, the voice of the beehive. Is it... A bunch of cookies. Ooh, they look great. Or is it? Um, a oh, a mouse! I bloody knew it, James. A cute little mouse. Do you want? Do you want to hear the sound again? As many times yeah. as you want. Well, it sounds like space, but it doesn't look like space. Does that make sense? <laughs> it doesn't look like space would sound. I'm going to go for the flipping bees, baby. Okay, let me just play that one more time. Okay. It's an educated guess. Well, well, I don't know if it's educated. It's certainly a guess. Let's have a look at what it was. That mouse would love those cookies, by the way. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Yes! It's the bees. I'm a genius. The bees. The I, th bees. I thought I could hear some uh, hexagonal grooving in there, buddy. So, mm. uh, yeah, I knew it. I knew I was right. Yeah, it's these techno uh, bees. They love it. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, if you like 
sinister weird rising noises it looks like iris 2 is a pretty good shout am i right buddy <laughs> yeah okay we move on to round three which is history of art <laughs> oh wicked of course yeah so <laughs> here's your sound my man Okay, okay, show me. Is it A, Kaibot's Paris on a rainy day? <laughs> oh, lovely. Is it The Temptation of St. Anthony by, <laughs> by Hieronymus Bosch? I didn't know you knew so much about art, James. Could it be Nighthawks? Oh. A classic, or perhaps... A cute little mouse. Oh, I love that little mouse. <laughs> I don't see where he fits into the history of art, but <laughs> that is very acceptable. Oh, look at their little grabbies. Do um, you want to hear that again? Yeah, go on. Okay, so I mean, there's a lot of variation there. Let's let's take a little listen. I think I've made my decision, James. What are you going for? I think it's Paris, mate. Oh, let's have a look and... Pow! Oh, Hieronymus Bosch, you <laughs> bastard! Foiled by Hieronymus Bosch once again. <laughs> oh, man. So, my nemesis. So that, that's, that's the whole quiz, Tim. At the end of three questions, you got one right, which is statistically the same as randomly guessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wicked. Well, I told you those guesses weren't so educated. Now, we just got to say, you can't actually use Iris 2 to make a picture into a sound. We did that using Photo Sounder, um, but it will display a sound, whatever it actually looks like in its frequency spectrum. So you cannot put an image into Iris. Just a bit of a disclaimer there. Not, di not directly, at least. Not directly. But you can load all your sounds in there and it'll imageize them and then you can muck about with them. Yeah, I had to, I had to get images, turn them into WAVs using Photo Sounder, and then when I put them back into Iris, they looked just like this. Beautiful. They do. Look, look at that guy's face. Yeah, look <laughs> at gorgeous. it. gorgeous. Just look at it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, those are some pretty trippy sounds, right? They are, but I mean, I think it's probably cleverer to use Isotope's Iris 2 to make some actual <laughs> musical sounds. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Well, I like weird noises. And do you know what? I just got Iris 2 from that uh, flip-in plug-in boutique promotion for free. <laughs> so I'm going to be checking out some of the presets real soon on that one, because I need more noises, James. Always more it, noises. It's always good. I really like it. And uh, I don't think I've used Iris 2, in fact. I think I used Iris 1 back in the day, but this one looks a lot uh, it's nicer. Bit, it's a lot synthier. Uh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, personally, I don't want to go into a load of faff faffing around with kind of like the sort of spectral stuff and everything. I just want some nice patches. Yeah. And I it's, bet there's a whole ton in there for me to play with. Yeah, it's got a lot of nice ones. Oh, fantastic. Well, thanks for showing me that, James. And uh, thanks for including mice in there. That was very, uh, very <laughs> <laughs> sensitive of you. Quick 
hint, a little hot tip for everybody listening. Uh, if you're listening on the day of release, uh, you're actually going to have this early because this is a deal which is going to start from Monday. <gasps> Basically, if you go to Plugin Boutique and make any purchase, you can choose one of four free plugins alongside that purchase. What are the four plugins? I'll tell you what the four plugins are. <laughs> Good. The first one is D16 Drummerzon. Oh, shit. Which is, is a 909 emulation. I don't have drummers on. There you go. Maybe you can make a purchase. <laughs> oh, wicked. Second one, Eventide Quadravox. Oh, which one is that? It's like a harmonizing and it's like all Eventide plugins. There's a bit of harmonization in there. Can I, can I just interrupt for a second, James? I just watched the film Contact for the first time the other night. Uh-huh. And in that film, Jodie Foster stars as a bit of a stargazing lady who right. likes uh, messing around with radio signals. Are you, are you trying to say she's an astronaut? Uh, no, a female no, no, astronaut she does. is a stargazing lady. No, no, she's like an astronomer and like radiographer or something. I don't fucking know. Look, radiographer? The, I don't know. I don't, that's a hospital thing. I don't fucking know. Look, the important <laughs> thing is there's a scene where she's analysing some fucking radio waves and she fucking has a bit of play with a jog wheel on, on an eventide H9000 ah, or something, mate. Why? So, uh, uh, I don't I don't really... Yeah, that didn't make any sense. But yeah. hey, I was excited to see some kits <laughs> in a Hollywood movie. Carry on. So yeah, Eventide Quadravox, if you know what it is, you can get that too. Mastering the Mix Animate is another one. What the fuck is that? Uh, it, quote, adds life to your mixes. Does it make my songs more hentai-themed? Uh... <laughs> Yes, Tim. <laughs> oh no! Um, oh god! And the fourth plugin is Reason Rack Light. So if you are a fan of classic Reason, mm, uh, and you haven't blagged it for free yet, because they seem to have given it away in a few places, yeah, then you can get uh, your own little plugin version of the Reason Rack with most of the classic stuff uh, plus some new stuff. It's got Subtractor in there. It's got Redrum in there. It's got the reverb. Uh, it's got some scales and chords stuff, and all the M class stuff and combinators. You can check it out. I'm pretty excited about Dramazon, to be honest, mate. Mm. I want that Dramazon freebie. And I've also got for you a little bit of uh, inside info on how to get these things, because you can get all four if you want to, if you make four separate purchases. And I've checked out what the cheapest (gasps) deals are on Plugin Boutique at the moment. Yes! Um, You can get a lot of discounts off SoundSpot plugins. That is four or five clams, depending on your currency. You can get a SoundSpot plugin. There is also the Isotope holiday bundle for for when you go on holiday and you want to make some tunes (laughs) what do you get in that then that this is let me give you the dollar price 55 bucks element suite so all the elements plugins you get iris 2 you get uh, exponential audio r2 excalibur and phoenix verb and you also get trash 2 for 50 dollars or 42 pounds okay which is quite a lot of stuff uh, we're also sponsored by Isotope. Don't forget that. Yeah, sponsored by Isotope. Do a lot of work for Plugin Boutique. Nothing funny <laughs> going on, guys. And uh, there is the Sonivox Black Friday sale Ooh. on, which uh, gives you uh, at least four dollars, ten dollars. Are those some electric pianos, there, buddy? Yeah, some are seventeen dollars. Uh, various prices, but they go as low as four euro clams. And any one of those things you buy, you can add one of those four free things: Dramazon, Animate, Quadravox, or Reason and rack to your cart for free uh, i think you've got to make four separate purchases if you want all four game the system people yeah there are some top tips there and of course if you want to do that why not do it using our affiliate link which you can find on a4ppodcast.com or in the episode description huh Hey, that would be really lovely, guys. Thanks. Yeah, so, I mean, we're not going to make much from, like, someone paying four euros (laughs) for a plugin. Hey, every little helps. 
Tim, we've had an announcement recently of another door, another door version 11, have we not? Yes, legs 11, James. <laughs> but this time, it's Cubase 11, baby. Yeah, we've, we've not talked loads about Cubase updates in the past because... Um, We've been a bit bored by them. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess the criticism of Cubase updates was just like chucking more stuff onto it or whatever. You know, adding stuff like drum machines and stuff like this. Um, Utility tracks. Yeah, and kind of stuff that's not super sexy maybe i think is it fair to say that is very fair to say but in in one regard you could say that cubase is head of the pack because it's been going so long that it's got a lot of sort of very comprehensive set of features but when it adds stuff it's not necessarily that creative in adding stuff like the the feature set of cubase now with this new update it's ridiculous, man. It is like there is so much going on, basically. Wow. It's crazily powerful and everything. But that is a double-edged sword because it means there's more to learn. True. You know uh, what I'm saying? Just like for Ableton, I've I've kept myself virginal for you. Okay, wow, wicked. Uh, so I, I can react genuinely to all these new features. What have we got? Okay, and- well, look. The, the first thing I've got to get out of the way is, James, they Oh, have... God, it's a subscription. No, 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 no. But the thing... Well, but hey, if you're paying 150 quid to update every time... Yeah. Isn't that a bit like a subscription? Oh. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, do you remember me talking about Flight of the Navigator a while ago, James? Oh, Jesus, yes. Okay, this is relevant. I believe that was in one of our patron-only episodes. Oh, okay, well, yeah, well... Hey, if you're not a patron, A, why don't you consider becoming a patron? And B, why don't you watch the film Flight of the Navigator and listen to the soundtrack, which is banging. So they had a bunch of like React videos from producers and musicians and stuff. Huh. And, and one of them was Alan Silvestri, who composed the Flight of the Navigator soundtrack and Back to the Future and loads of other stuff as well. Uh-huh. So I was very excited to see that. Clearly, you know, the Flight of the Navigator vibes they, they are percolating through stuff. the universe. They know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, so anyway, what they're leading with is more powerful stem export. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. right. Is that because they own spectral layers? No, um, we're coming no? to that, mate. Oh, okay. No, no, that's nothing to you do mean with that. Not not making stems out of stereo tracks, just literally stems from your project. Yeah. So now it's got it's got like a kind of an ex like an export window that is more akin to something that you might get in like Adobe software, mm. where you can make a giant queue of all the different shit you want to export, and it can <laughs> do it can do some crazy stuff. It says it can export stems with master bus processing. I don't really understand what that means. It wasn't explained really in the you video mean, I watched. Does that mean that it the effects on a track take account of what all the other tracks are doing, but those tracks themselves aren't included? I have no idea what you mean, James, and I just don't know, to be honest. So, this yeah, I, mean, I think we re- I think we're going to have to wait until it comes out. Some good journalism. Yeah, well, I, you can't get the software, and this is all <laughs> the video, that, the information that is available in the video. So, I did my best. So, anyway, it looks cool, and it looks, and like, and also, as well as just like choosing which of the buses and which of the individual tracks you want exported, you can do stuff like you can export individual sections of the songs, like mm. the choruses and the verses. So if you're making stuff for sync or you're making stuff for sample libraries, right. it looks pretty good. Okay. 
Um, and I mean, they... exporting is a big part of, of making music, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I remember when Studio One didn't have a mono uh, export until like version four. Or oh, version you and 4. your mono point... exports, James, for goodness sake. Look, we're living in the stereo age, mate. It's the 1960s. Get with the times. Uh, another thing that has been updated a lot is the built-in sampler for ages. We wanted Cubase to have its own sampler instrument. Now it's got one. So that was, um, that, so that was added, uh, I think, a couple of uh, iterations ago. Now it's been updated with some cool stuff like vintage mode mm. so it does this sort of uh machina star stuff like reducing the sample rate bit depth um uh-huh. and uh and it's got a a turntable speed option so maybe it's doing some of that resampling star stuff that we've we've seen plugins start to do this year Ooh. also it's now got mono legato glide <laughs> so yeah pretty exciting times well, i'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just think about all the slinky lead lines that you can make um also now there's like a scale assistant which seems ah. which seems pretty involved and Obviously, it's uh, kind of like cool if you're a kind of advanced music theory guy. But also, they claim that it's really cool if you don't know anything about music theory. Oh, so we'll, brilliant. We'll, we'll have to see what happens there. Oh, this is exciting. Ramps and curves for MIDI CC. So it's making them more like automation, basically. Ah. Um, which I think is something that's been lacking in... DAWs for a long while. I mean, Ableton, I guess, handles it in a pretty similar way to automation, though. I guess recorded CC is basically automation anyway. It's not that they're one and the same, but they're used in the exact well, same I, way. Well, yeah, I mean, I like... Producing like, on a computer. That's the thing. I think automation is typically be handled a bit more slickly than MIDI CC, so it's nice to see a bit more parity there. The EQ now has dynamic bands, ah, if you want that. That's fair enough. And it's got, because it's VST3, it's got individual sidechain inputs for each band. Uh-huh. God knows what you're doing if you need to do all that stuff. But hey, I don't know. And also, another new thing, Squasher what? basically seems like uh, Steinberg's take on OTT. Ah, okay. So yeah, com- compressing and expanding. It's got, yes, it's got downward compression. It's got upwards compression, and my note here is that it has a nice interface. Ah. So uh, look out for that. <laughs> Sorry, I said I said expanding. That was stupid of me, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you absolute idiot. Both mate. types of compression. <laughs> um, yeah, new score editor features and fonts. Apparently, that's a big deal. Oh, fonts in your score uh, editor. Yeah. Okay. Spectral Layers 1, integrated spectral editing, bruv. Oh, integrated. I like that. Yes. So, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't uh, really see too much about this, but it, I'm at spectral editing in your DAW, this seems like a, a good logical progression, it basically. It seems like a natural fit, because when you have a track, let's say you've got an audio track, it goes from left to right, and you can quite easily impose mm. a frequency spectrograph on top of that. And uh, if, if your sort of automation curves... Let's say match the frequency, you can get an EQ and it's you're drawing the curve alongside the frequency spectrum and the cuts you make show up exactly in the frequency spectrum where you put them. That's great. Yeah, man. If you get what I mean. Also, it's got a new uh, analyzer that looks quite involved Ooh. and some new sample sets, which is you know, uh, well. <laughs> not, not, you know, not going to change the world or anything, but hey, you're not going to turn your nose up at that. So... It seems like, I mean, a bit like live, it seems like, well, actually, I don't know. I guess the integrated spectral editing does seem like quite a big deal. Do you know what I mean? I, think so. I mean, like, imagine you would usually automate a filter mm. and you would be looking at the waveform as you did that. But with a spectrograph, you'd be looking at the frequency spectrum as you did that if you were automating a filter. 
Well, I mean, I use a lot of span for a lot of stuff anyway, really. And mm. oh, I don't know, James. I don't it, know. I mean, it, like, it seems like they've added an absolute ton of stuff. And like live, it seems like it is more icing rather than cake. Though I think a lot of people will like the stem stuff. I, I think this is quite a, uh, if you don't mind me saying, a buxom update. Oh, well, well, yeah. Hey, there is a lot of stuff <laughs> in it, basically. I mean, it does, it does seem like it is... There's more stuff here than the Ableton updates. Yeah. There's, it seems like there's more going on. Ableton basically. like to uh, release things in a bit of a drippy point form. Mm, yes, that's true. That's probably what's going to happen again. Yeah, I've been thinking about the, the live one since we were talking about it. And yeah, it's just a bit of a damp squib, isn't it? But this, compared to that, maybe it's maybe I've been primed by live to think <laughs> that the, the Cubase update is a lot bigger than it is. But Well, canny timing by Steinberg on this one, yeah. I think, probably. I mean, I guess they kind of time it every year anyway about the same time, don't they? It's not every year, is it? That uh, seems to... No, that can't from be what I remember, Well, they do, uh, they do a version or oh, a do they version do a point point five, five, five. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so it's around the same time, at least, if not exactly. But yeah, I guess yeah they could have they could have held it back a bit, you know. Who knows, buddy? I mean, it does seem like door manufacturers are struggling to find you know killer new apps. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. Uh, I think someone someone needs to come uh, along with a completely new program in order to <gasps> not. I mean, not in order to supersede doors, but. The next big idea is going to be from a version one of something new. Okay. A bit like how Melodyne came along, and now Melodyne is integrated into the doors. Yeah. So it's not necessarily like someone will come along with a a new door, but the next big thing that we'll do in doors could be because of some software that came along standalone and then ends up integrating its its cool new feature with everything else. I want to sculpt sounds with my hands in virtual reality, James. When's that going to happen? Uh, I mean, people are already trying to do that, but then they're not doing very well at it. Well, no, I think VR is still in its infancy, basically. I'll tell you what I want to see indoors. I want to see better uh, handling of how we make automation. Okay. I I, I don't just want it to be like read, write, latch and all that stuff. I want to be able to... um, let's say you've got a bypass switch when i use studio one you could bypass the plugin and then suddenly bring it in later or uh, you could sort of automate the dry wet mix or something like that in order to bring it in but that's still going off a line you're like drawing a line from bypasses on yeah down to bypasses as well yeah i think there's a there's a smarter way to handle that like you could draw what is effectively a note to say bypass for this amount of time and then like a MIDI note, a bit like that. I mean, not. I'm not saying that automation should be handled oh, by MIDI. Oh no, I don't like this, James. This is scaring yeah, me. Yeah, but you're used to programming MIDI notes, and if it was just like uh, square blocks, rectangular things that you could use to control things, rather than a sort of a scalar property that automation is from zero to sixty-five thousand or whatever it is, it, it feels a bit more natural and intuitive. Okay, I guess. The I mean, on-offs it does, aren't it does seem like very a bit well. like a workaround having the like having a like a whatever range and then just yeah. having two like on-off values. Most over there. most doors I've seen can't even handle much, many uh, different automated things happening at the same time. Oh really? At least well, showing you them <clears throat> like oh, you'll okay, okay. you'll have to navigate within a track and let's look at this automation. Let's look at this automation. Let's look at this automation mm, separately. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. It feels like it could be handled better. Uh, the other thing I want to see is the door reacting to the plugins that are in the insert slots or the uh, send effects and 
sort of having a bit more intelligence about what's happening there. For instance, when I think it was Pro Tools that first did it, they had gain reduction metering on the Dynamics plugins. So you could see on the insert, like how much, uh, when, mm. when the gain reduction was being taken. Mm. Uh, you could technically do that for any plugin. I think it just did it for the ones that were Pro Tools native plugins. Mm. Studio One does it now. You can see on the mixer when a channel is having its gain reduced by a plugin on that channel. And it works with FabFilter stuff, for example, so it's clearly working with other things. But you could, you don't have to make the developer do that work for you. You can just work it out mathematically how much gain is being reduced by a plugin, and you can meter that. Oh, wow. Um, so I think a bit more handling, like game matching, for example. You could, you could get some kind of automatic game matching between plugin slots, and that could be quite valuable. Do you remember we uh, looked at that gain matching plugin a little while ago that yeah. automatically takes takes it and makes sure it's the same kind of gain mm. staging? Mm. If the door would be able to do that between different plugin slots so you can actually hear what your changes are doing when you do something in a plugin, that would be very useful. Yes, but then people wouldn't be able to um, talk about gain staging all the time on the internet and just go on about it incessantly. Yeah, that would be a real shame. <laughs> Those are a couple of things I'd like indoors. I'd like a bit better plugin management as well. I think people have been trying to do that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it does seem like you'd have to do like workarounds with the OS and aliases and stuff the, like that. The yeah. plugins are where it's at, man. Like, mm -hmm. I think maybe if someone said you have to use all these different plugins instead of the ones you usually use, or they said you've got to use a different door instead of the one you usually use, which would be more scary for you? Um. God. Like if you suddenly had to use Cubase with all your normal plugins. Yeah, that would probably be fine. Yeah, or if so, you yeah. had to use a load of different plugins yeah, with Live. Yeah, that would be Which one would make you cack your pants harder? Uh, well, I'd shit myself at both suggestions, basically. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I do like my plugins. Hell yeah. So like in Live, you can... You can search for a plugin, but you've still got to open the folder for AU, VST, VST. Oh, I know, mate. It's then like I've searched for the flipping thing. You know what I want. Why are you making me open this yeah. goddamn folder? Then the manufacturer. It's oh. it's very silly. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Well, uh, maybe DAW still have some uh, life left in their little leggies. Yeah, I hope so. Okay, well, that's the end of this particular episode. Are you sad, Timmy? I'm really sad, but just generally, not because it's the end of the episode. But uh, well done, everybody. We'll find out how Tim did in the conclusion with uh, his mouse problem. <gasps> oh, exciting. I can't wait to find out what happens to me. In the next episode. Uh, in the meantime, you can join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash A4P podcast. You can buy our t-shirts, links in the description. And uh, don't forget to get to Plugin Boutique to get some of those free plugins and use our affiliate code whenever you buy anything there. Isn't that right, Tim? Yes, just stuff yourself completely senseless with music technology goodies, guys. And we will catch you in the next episode. See you later. Bye.